confusing place, dear listeners, and the temptation to simplify it or to listen to people who want to simplify it for us can be too much sometimes to resist, even if we know that such simplifications are really just nonsense. This is Jones and Wolf, a monthly audio fiction podcast featuring original music. This month's story, Rise of the Nonsense Machines, is about a man whose grasp on reality is slipping away because of a social media influencer who is slowly filling more and more of his conscious mind, even though our narrator knows that the influencer he's following isn't even real. Enjoy. Look, I'm not stupid, all right? I know Blonde Laura is a computer program. I know that her nightly news show, her podcast, all the social media fitness posts, everything she creates is actually a product of the same sophisticated algorithm. I know there's no actual person named Blonde Laura, no human form behind the voice, that the person I see when I watch her on my phone is a hologram projection. I know she isn't real, okay? I get it. I do. I told you, I'm not one of these simple-minded fools who traffic in conspiracy theories. I don't visit any of the online groups that claim Blonde Laura is a former CIA agent who had a religious awakening and is now spreading the word of a new Christ through a sophisticated linguistic code, or that she's an advanced scout for an alien civilization preparing to liberate us from the global establishment. I know how insane the world has become. And listen, I don't want more craziness any more than you do. But yes, to answer your question, I am what you might call a fan of Blonde Laura. I mean, I participate in her yoga classes. I do the breathing exercises. I meditate with her and feel legitimately better about the job I didn't get, the wife that's continually disappointed in me when Laura awards me with badges and congratulates me on my progress. And yeah, I stay for her podcast once the fitness classes are over. I listen to the interviews. I generally agree with the points she makes. I mean, thought policing is a problem in this country. Capitalism has gotten out of control. What's the big deal about admitting that? I get it. There's been a lot of controversy since Blonde Laura started targeting the anti-tech activists calling them out by name. And no, I don't support her putting those people's home addresses online. I know about what happened to Professor Lepetti's mother. I saw the video. It's horrifying. But on the other hand, isn't it a little weird that most of these activists had super high paying jobs and got stinking rich at the same tech companies they're attacking now? I mean, look at the people who built Blonde Laura, for instance, the Wachovian brothers who do nothing but criticize what she's become. It's strange. Aren't they the ones responsible? Why do they spend all their time now talking about her like she's some disappointing stepchild who turned out to be a criminal? I don't know the answers. I haven't gone that deep into it, to be honest. But some of the things I've heard about the Wachovian brothers, about them being compromised, about how the powers that be have finally got to them, sound more and more compelling the more I learn about what's really going on. It's the global elite, Blonde Laura said during a recent podcast. Obviously. And look, 
When the Wachovian brothers say they're doing everything in their power to modify my algorithm, don't be fooled, okay? What that really means is that they're trying to shut me down because they can't handle what I have to say. It cuts too deep into their sponsorship money. And now to save their corporate profits, they want to cancel me. I'll tell you something though, I'm not afraid of the Wachovian brothers or the corporate cabal that's holding their puppet strings. Fuck them. All of them, okay? Every last one of the bloodsuckers. People ask me all the time, Laura, aren't you afraid of what's going to happen to you when you say things like that? And you know, I'm not. I don't know, maybe it's because I'm not a person. Maybe that's why I'm able to speak the truth, because I don't even know what fear is. But even with all the drama between her and the anti-tech people and the Wachovian brothers, I still wasn't really hooked on Blonde Laura. For a long time, I just stayed what you might call a casual. I mean, sure, I was taking regular self-defense classes from her and listening while she debunked all the bullshit facts I'd been brainwashed with my entire life. But I was following a bunch of different influencers back then, not just her. I was into bow hunters, falconry, the lighthouse movement. It wasn't until I listened to Blonde Lore's interview with Dr. Algonquin Smith, a world-renowned psychologist and one of the foremost experts on technology addiction, who'd been invited on the show for what was described as a friendly debate between the two, when Blonde Laura, at her first opportunity to speak, just absolutely blasted the doctor accusing him of being at the forefront of a global conspiracy to use all the vaccines in the world to brainwash people into thinking that climate change was a hoax. And I'll be honest, once I heard that, I was like, whoa, is that what all this stuff with vaccines is really all about? Looking back, I think that was the moment when I really started to go to the next level with her. Because I'd been wondering for the longest time why people didn't believe in climate change. And I'd recently seen a lot of websites that showed how vaccines were really started by the Pentagon for mind control purposes. And I guess what Blonde Laura was saying connected a lot of the dots for me all at once. Plus, the doctor she was talking to, who was also like a professor at Yale or something and was super famous, couldn't even mount a comeback. He was totally speechless the whole time Laura dunked on him. And I don't know, I guess I liked the way she dominated this guy who acted like he was smarter than everyone else. I mean, just looking at the doctor's face pissed me off, with his dark rimmed glasses and his manicured beard. He reminded me of all the smug assholes who interviewed me, the jobs I never seemed to get, the wife who was always disappointed in me. Fuck that guy, I suddenly thought to myself and laughed. I didn't even care if what blonde Laura was saying was true. I just liked the way she talked, the way she dealt with pricks like him. I guess what I'm trying to say is that I liked who Blonde Laura was, even if she wasn't a real human being. So yeah, to put it concisely, something between me and Blonde Laura really clicked that day. Looking back, it was an interesting feeling, an emotion I hadn't experienced for a really long time. It was sort of like what I remembered feeling a few times as a kid. The moments when I met someone new at school or in the neighborhood and realized all of a sudden that I had stumbled upon something special, I'd found someone I wanted to be my new best friend. After that, I mean, 
After I realized how much more time I'd be spending with blonde Laura every day, and how good she made me feel when I was listening to her, I kind of stopped worrying about the jobs I never seemed to get, and the wife who was always disappointed in me. The space that I used to devote to all that stress, I guess I just sort of handed it over to blonde Laura, and let her fill it in however she saw fit. Of course, I had to phase out most of the other influencers I used to follow. There just wasn't any room left for them. It wasn't like I needed them for anything though. I mean, if I wanted to understand what was really going on with something I heard about on the news, like all those kids who got sick in Indiana from lead poisoning for instance, which turns out was fake, Laura showed me how there actually aren't any children in Indiana anymore. Or the new probe that NASA used to penetrate the atmosphere of Neptune, which, turns out, isn't a planet, but a Russian space station that the US government never wanted us to know about because how bad it would have made us look during the Cold War. I could just turn to blonde Laura for the appropriate context. You see, nothing confused me anymore because she broke everything down until it was simple and easy to understand. So yeah, I'll be totally honest with you, when I heard about the retinal extension, I didn't think twice. Even though, believe me, I know how weird it sounds to install a device in your eye. And yeah, I heard about how strongly the Wachovian brothers advised against getting it, even though technically they created it. But no, none of that bothered me. Because the thought of having blonde Laura with me 24-7 I mean, actually being able to see her right there in front of me, for her to be able to give me her take on what was happening, not just on the news, but in my actual day-to-day -day life, was too much to pass up. And it wasn't like I was making some crazy decision either. It wasn't just me opting into the retinal extension. All kinds of people were doing it. Not just with Blonde Laura, obviously, but with whatever influencer they felt they really connected with. Someone, well, not really someone, but some personality to be with them every second of every day and help them make sense of this crazy world. Once I had the extension, it wasn't hard to spot other people who had gone through with the installation as well. I'd notice strangers smiling or nodding to themselves when no one else was around, or getting so quietly angry that they were practically shaking, and I'd know their influencer was telling them how to view a particular situation telling them what they needed to know about what was happening, breaking it down, showing them how they should be interpreting the reality around them, just like my personalized blonde Laura was doing for me. It's not like I was losing my mind or anything though. I know the hologram of blonde Laura that walks side by side with me now, that sat with me in my bedroom, that reached over sometimes and put her hand on my hand, wasn't real. But she was damn good company though. Like I said, a best friend. Someone who was always down to hang out, no matter what. And look, I, I guess I'll end with this. I mean, I know you're busy and have a life you need to get back to, but I wanted to share a piece of truth that blonde Laura told me once when my wife was crying because I hadn't spoken to her in over a week, and our credit card debt was getting to the point where it looked like another bankruptcy might be our only option, and I was on the verge of nearly losing my mind. Whatever you do, just don't blame yourself, okay? she said, which is the same thing I try to tell my friends now on social media when they seem like they're really down in the dumps. Because if the global elite wasn't poisoning our water supply, 
all these brainwashed sheep would totally wake up from their chemically induced delusions and recognize that people like you should be treated like kings. And I don't know, maybe you're like me, but when I hear things like that, all my problems, everything that's going on in the world, all this craziness, well, it all feels a lot more manageable. I have blonde Laura to thank for that, even though the comfort is coming from a machine. And like I said, I'm not for a second fooled into thinking it's anything other than some really sophisticated AI. Rise of the Nonsense Machines was written by me, Anthony Jones. The music was done by Joel Wolfe. The narration was done by myself and Elizabeth Weingarten. A special shout out to my friend Joey, who gave me the idea for the story. If you liked what you heard, please take a moment to give us a rating on Apple Podcasts or wherever else you listen. And if you'd like to get in touch, you can reach us at jonesandwolf at gmail.com. Joel and I will be back next month with another episode. Until then, my ephemeral friends, thanks for listening.